Welcome to episode 116 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most, in, but still not as good as some. How are you? Fantastic. Good. Absolutely fantastic good. here at the North Studio. No complaints. Um, I'm going to get right into the intro of the beer, and there's a reason for it, because it's going to segue nicely into something else. Normally, we banter a little bit before kicking off the beer, but... Right. There's, there's a method to my madness. No banter tonight. Um, our first tasting from the Perrin Brewing Company, we, we've had a number of Perrin. Yes, correct. Is an Imperial Fudge Cake Stout, 8.5 IBUs, 0 or NA, 8.5% alcohol, 0 or NA IBUs. Brewed with Beer City Bread's Mackinac Island Fudge Cakes thrown directly into the mash. This beer is a perfect sipper for the winter blues. And the segue is uh, Storm Advisory, now until 3 p.m. Monday, forecast a chance of 2 to 4 inches of snow. There's not a snowflake on the ground other than some remaining piles. So at time of recording, it's roughly 6.30 on Sunday night. Uh, what time do you think school is going to get canceled? <laughs> you know, because it's got to be before it's got to be before six a.m. a.m. That is so. Yeah, but yeah, so I, just, I saw the winter advisor and I was wondering when they were going to pull the plug on school. But hey, if we get snow tonight, we're drinking the perfect winter sipper. We are. I'm going out of my uh, groomsman glass. Oh shit! Should I have done that one? Yeah, yeah, you fucked it up. That's I why did, I had. That's I? why I had it closest oh, to you. God, dang it! So you're going out of the Austin Brothers. You were supposed to go out of the because the real seafood where the reception was. Now nah, don't switch it over. What? That's too what? much of a mess. It's already it's already been voodooed. Oh so, Mister OCD, at it again. Um, yeah, first week back from my uh, vacation, longer week. What? Well, we yeah, didn't even yeah, like. Well, you threw me off. You're using I, the wrong fucking glass. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. But yeah, typical stout taste. The way the way the can is designed in the description, I was expecting it to be a little sweeter. Yes, With which isn't bad, but it threw my just like you, just like me using the wrong glass, it threw you off. The description is yeah, Mackinac Island fudge cakes thrown directly into the mash. I was expecting mm. a little more chocolatey taste to it, but it yeah, I'm, you know, first sipper. So anyway, don't hopefully everybody sticks around, Dave. Because what do we got coming up? Segment three. In segment three, we have the drawing for the four twenty-five dollar uh, Maple Grove gift cards. That's right, and thanks to all those who participate. There's th- thirteen of you, so. Even though 13 to some people's an unlucky number. It's going to be somebody's yeah, yeah. lucky number. Four people's lucky Four people's yeah. lucky number. So you got a 4 in 13 chance to win a $25 gift card to the, the Maple Grill, which was an interview we did episode 14. 14. Yeah, because 115. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 114. Yeah. 114. And we're going to attempt to uh, take a video of the drawing. We know you guys, you know, you we know we're honest. You yeah. know we're honest, but... Uh, it'll be fun. Maybe raise the suspense a little bit if we have a video. Exactly. So we'll see how that works out. Um, no video equipment, so it'll be very rudimentary with going off the phone. But hey, yeah. videos, video. That's how all 
crime is captured these days with on your phone. Yeah, so. well, yeah, everything. And I don't know, my new iPhone, I didn't get the Pro. I, I got the, because, you know, I'm not that... I'm not that high of a flyer yet with... Uh, I didn't even notice you got a new phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah for Christmas. Oh, okay. But it's still, it's supposed to be better in, than my 8 that I got, or had. But you've been using that since Christmas? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that, yeah, so... Um, well, I, I think the one of the happiest people on the podcast will be uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, because uh, this is our... You know what we've watched segment, and you as we were talking before we started, you said you haven't watched anything. No, uh, a couple I watched MSU today, almost blow it against Maryland. Well, that's and, sports talk, though. Yeah, so. sports talk. But I'm just no, I haven't. This last week is I didn't watch anything, and I really haven't. You know, watched a lot of hockey again. That's sports talk, and then a few random background noise. You know, Criminal Minds. Um, the store that the one that's in the uh, basically a Walmart. Oh, uh, uh, super shop, super sh- sh- yeah. superstore, superstore. Um, but uh, billions. Liz and I are caught up on billions. Saw episode seven today. That's on Paramount, right? The new ones? No. Par- billions? Yeah. I think it's just on Showtime. Showtime. Or sorry, sorry, if you have Amazon, Pri- yeah. Even I don't even know if Amazon Prime gets it if you they don't won't. have Showtime. They'll show you right. one or two episodes, yeah, and then want you to get. Showtime. I imagine after this season they'll put right. the season on right. Prime, right? Um, and it's going along. It's still Miss Axe, but Michael Prince is, um, he's doing okay. Um, Olympics. This little spoiler alert, but it's no big deal, you know. But I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, flies in the ointments, as uh, John McClain would say. But. Uh, New York has been awarded the 2028 Olympics, courtesy of Michael Prince. The only thing I want to say about Billions is I, I do like it, and I've mentioned it time, it, it, nobody gets killed. Right. No gratuitous nudity. They swear, but it's not over the top. Yet it's the characters in it are so yeah. good. Yeah. Well, the dominatrix scenes kind of yeah. kept yeah. you kind of guessing right. whether there was going to be something. But... Yeah, Chuck hasn't done that this year. Um, he's tried to. I think he's trying write, to quit. Write himself. But uh, if, if nobody, if you've never seen Billions, I kind of compare. I was trying to think all day today what I can compare it to, and it's basically the Roadrunner cartoon. And what I mean by that really? is, like, the coyote sets up all these elaborate schemes. He's got the Roadrunner dead to rights, right? Right. And the Roadrunner somehow gets out of it, and the coyote has egg on his face. So everybody in Billions plays both roles. Role. So, like, Chuck Rhodes will be, you know, the, the coyote. coyote. I, that's looks, amazing, Mike. That's actually, that's a really good analogy. See? And then and then, and then, the, and the very next episode, and sometimes even the next scene, now all of a sudden... Michael Prince is the coyote and Chuck Rhodes is the roadrunner. So it's that's if you've never seen the show, it's basically the coyote, but everybody plays so both roles. Now the writers and the producers, they're listening to this podcast and they're going, shit, they figured it. Damn it, we got to have a new strategy on how to write this stuff. See? That's, and I like What that. if they really did that, though? What if they were sitting down one day and said, you know, how do we write this? We've got a good basic idea. How do we structure this so that there's, you know, all this conflict and animosity right. and hey 
It worked for Warner Brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the Roadrunner, you know, and then everybody gets their chance to be the, because everybody wants to be the Roadrunner. Yeah. But the Coyote's a smart cat. Well, he's not a cat, obviously, but, you know. The, smart dog. Yeah. The Coyote, you know, he, you yeah, know, he right. all these elaborate schemes, and he's got it, and, oh, I got you this time. But the Roadrunner always fucks him in the end. Yeah. And that's what that's what Billions is. And it's not just, but everybody's the Roadrunner at some point or another, and then everybody's the Coyote at some point or another. And it's uh-huh. just, um. And it wasn't until three episodes ago that the character that I absolutely hate in there is, um, she's now not on Rhodes' team. She's with Michael Prince. It's Felicia and Ahmad Rashad's daughter hmm. in, in real life. Okay. Uh, Ahmad Rashad, the former yeah, yeah. football player, yeah, yeah. and Felicia Rashad was Cosby's? Yeah. Cosby show, the mom, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I did watch. The uh, we got to talk about Bill Cosby or whatever. That's one. That's another Showtime documentary. That was a four parter. That was actually pretty interesting. And yeah, he was a he was, oh. he was a dog. <laughs> well, know? it's it's funny you mentioned that because I just uh, I did read an article today, uh, New York Times, about how the the television movie industry is kind of like they figured out people have kind of they've kind of figured out the whole quote-unquote air quotes reality tv right you know how scripted it is so now they know that us the viewers want real stuff and so now they're coming out i think there's a magic johnson show or or was it a show or a movie made for tv movie um that a movie a movie yeah okay um you had the movie with um will smith about the uh williams sisters you had, oh yeah, the, you know the, what I mean. The king and I, not the king and I, but the, uh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, it's just right. it, if you really, really look at what's out there and what's coming out there, like you just said, um, and they said it all started with the with the OJ show. Okay. Um, really, the, and what you're doing is you're tapping into a, an audience that's already there that already knows something about you know what went on, but now you dramatize it a little bit, get some really good actors in right. there, and but it. It's really they're just they're just cranking out all these shows about, you know, like like you love your thirty for thirties, right? You know, same kind of deal, except with actors. Yes, yeah. and then uh, maybe and maybe COVID changed it, you know, because obviously you True. couldn't everybody couldn't get together and act for that little time. I mean, every it's getting back there. Obviously, you see movies yeah. coming back to the theater, but um, is it theater or theater? I like I go theater. Okay, I think it's tomato tomato. Sure. Neither, neither, either, right. either. Right. Um, I always go Italians theater. or Italians. I go I, theater. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't making fun. No, I just. I'm not saying I'm right though. I say theater. Right. You know. I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't. Um, I don't think anybody's wrong, Mike. I think we're all right. Everybody yeah, gets a trophy. That's right. Everybody gets a trophy these days. What episode? Somebody's was that? wife. Somebody's wife is pissed in NASCAR. Yeah, because she. Look cause at those her, leather pants cause, she's got. Because her. Holy shit! Look at the five carat rocks on her finger. Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, we digress. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So 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 we didn't watch much, but I do want to talk about the, in a couple of the listeners. I had it, it was so fucking funny. I had to share it with some of the listeners. I actually played it, and I was laughing. Actually, the second time I heard it, I was laughing so hard. But the first time, I literally thought I should pull over because I was I'm in the middle lane on seventy five. And I was laughing so hard my eyes were closing because it was so funny. But it's from the the most recent 
episode of the Jesselneck Rosenthal Vanity Project. JRVP, Junior Vice President. Um, it's called Mailbag Spectacular. Because uh, Greg and Erica had to go to the NFL co- Combine. And so they recorded an episode earlier, and it's just nothing but questions from listeners. And at the 18-minute mark, wherever you listen to podcasts, search that podcast. It's the ma- Mailbag Spectacular from March 1st or whatever the date would be. And even if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, you got to go to the 18-minute mark because of the cut. And it just it, for three minutes, it's just hilarious, especially like it's almost Greg Rosenthal, it, almost his disbelief and disdain for the topic. Anyway, so 18-minute mark, it lasted like 21 minutes. So it's three minutes. It's hilarious. I, I couldn't stop laughing. And anyway, you're probably going to tell me. Yes, I am. Because I'm, I'm okay, going to ask. It almost could be fitting as a random question, but since we didn't have anything that we watched, I listened to it. The question was, I've been with my boyfriend now for four years, and he does not fart in front of me. Where, what is your guy's stances on farting? It's a comedy podcast. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, you're right. going to get questions like that. Yeah, yeah. So, it sounds like, like a pretty serious question to me. But and like you know, Greg Rollins, he doesn't do it. It's just no, you know, blah blah blah. You have to listen to it. But anyway, what is your what's the policy in your household? He doesn't fart. fart in front of his wife. No. Oh. And he doesn't know why you would. And he says it's just disrespectful, and he can't believe it. And not you know. And then he even, he throws a disclaimer. Oh, and he said, well, I mean, if it just slips out, it just slips out. There's nothing you can do, obviously. But but anyway, but what is your, I mean, in I the don't, cell studio, what is I your, don't just like, I, I yeah, I just, well, I'm about to fart and I'm in front of my wife in my own house, so I don't care. You know, um, I don't do that. If, you know, if they slip out, they slip out. I don't, oh, so I don't I raise my, I don't like. I don't do the, you know, touch my toe and raise my leg above the counter, you know. And, <laughs> well, yeah, you're not. But yeah, I don't do anything out of, if I've got a fart, I fart. And actually, to show you my childish humor, I think fart, even at 54, oh. farts are funny. Oh my God! Seriously? Shelly, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Shelly? Well, that and she's just going to shake her head and like, you're both dumbasses. But yeah, we had that discussion not too long ago. And I said, what are you talking about? Farts are funny. <laughs> They're, They're hysterical. No, exactly. Now again, context. Like, if I'm with my boss and her boss and his boss and we're with HR getting ready to terminate an employee, and, you know, I don't just... That's not funny. I just go... <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? You know, I don't do any... I mean, I don't... You got to know this... You got to know your room, so to speak. Right. But, right. you know, just at yeah, home... There's you know, decor. There's you decor know, in front of the guy. Sure. And then, you know... The funniest, because I've actually been on the, you know, here's falls under the category of TMI. I've actually been on the bowl, and there's been like, it's, it's causes me to laugh. Even if I'm at home alone in the house, I'll you laugh. laugh at yourself? Yes, because like, like there have been times where it's legit a four to six second fart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like, and it's like, it's just, <laughs> And to me, to me, that's funny. It's like, how would you fart for that long? I don't know what would be funnier, that or if if I happen to come over for something one day and I'm like, anybody home? 
Mike, are you, and I hear you laughing hysterically in the bathroom to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. No, that's not shocking. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't try to do it, but if it slips out. My worst fear, and it's happened twice in my career, is, is doing it at work um, in front of people. Yeah. We have a couple of people at work that apparently can they've lost any nerve endings around their anus. And, um, yeah, they sometimes, I don't know, it's just weird. They're just standing there talking, and they don't, um, they don't even flinch. Like, they don't even know it. And so, you know, I don't know if anybody else has anybody at work that does that, but it's just kind of you're standing there, and in your head, you're not listening to a damn thing they're saying because the only thing you can think about is, did you know you just let one rip? <laughs> well, you sure. have, you didn't eat, you didn't even have, like you just kept talking with no hesitation whatsoever. You didn't flinch in your face or your eyes. You didn't even fucking blink. <laughs> See, to me, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> and then you're, and then you're like, okay, dude. And then you're, you know, the person keeps talking, and you're like, okay, if this starts to stink, I'm punching you in the throat mid sentence. <laughs> so, it actually. <laughs> It actually is that those are the best kind, especially like if you're hungover and you're at a store. But for my line of work, your your line of work, you'd be a little more. You'd be a little more handcuffed on your on your crop dusting, but. You know, because a student, like, if you're walking up and down the aisle, a student's going to know. But, like, in a supermarket, you can just kind of, like, crop down and keep walking. <laughs> oh, shit. That, see, now, to me, I said, anybody can tell that I find farts humorous. And, there's, and again, in the right setting. Like, you know, you don't, you're not going to thunder one off the pew at church. <laughs> Oh, but you know, you know, with an elderly crowd, there's got to be some people that... Oh, well, yeah. And, it, you know, it happens, it happens. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and hopefully he doesn't take this as shaming, shaming, but actually, I think the, the maestro of farts would be loyal listener Chuck McPeak because he can almost, on like, if you fart, yeah. almost 99 out of 100 times he's going to match you. <laughs> That's on cue. That's wow. what I mean. It's, it's almost like an art form. Has he ever thought about going on America's Got Talent? Ooh, yeah. Chuck, think about it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, how I got on that is, though I didn't watch anything, I was able to catch up on all our podcasts, with the exception of episode thirty-nine of Spilling the Nachos, which was released this morning. I, I'm not caught up to, to that degree, but I did listen to episode 37 and 38. Uh, I listened to uh, the, the mailbag and the one before the mailbag on GRVP. And then I listened to this week's Spittin' uh, spit Chicklets. But the one the one that had to bite the bullet was last week's Spittin' Chicklets. I did not get to that like we talked in last week's pod. Right. You know. <laughs> I just skipped ahead. I mean, because Spittin' Chicklets is about 3 hours, 45 minutes. Speaking of 3 hours, 45 minutes, uh, most people um, that listen to the Baines interview with Ben, yeah. 
they they enjoyed it, found it informative. Uh, they're only if anybody I heard a few people had the uh, not really a complaint. They just said it was too long. Constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive yeah, feedback. criticism. It was too long, which. For, for the record, that's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that you were too long. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, bum uh, Right, and so uh, a couple things. As, as long as we're mentioning that, um, I, bit, I think it was uh, Tommy spilling the nachos. Oh, yes. I, I just want to say that I absolutely 100 agree with the whole eye exam thing. I've got a whole rant I could go on with that. Um you know, you, they, you know, they put shit in your eyes so you can't see, and then they do all this crazy stuff, and they put their little machines up and whatever, and they, okay, well, I got news for, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Dawson, I have to tell you this, but you can't see. You need glasses. Well, I mean, no shit, Dick Tracy. I still can't see because you put all that stuff in my eyes. Um, you know, and I was told in the first grade I'd, I'd have to wear glasses my whole life, okay? I haven't worn glasses until, like, two years ago, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I got to wear readers and I got through college and a master's degree and all that kind of stuff without glasses. So I don't quite understand where all that, whatever, but you, you, you nailed it. Um, and, uh, totally I'm with you on the whole eye exam thing. Now the other, um, you know, Mike, I, I'm going to say we're trending. Okay. Do you know why? No, I don't. Well, we've got a second podcast now that it has started, um, that they were motivated from us. Um, one of our first guests was, um, George Drown. Was he like a he second or third? Oh uh, yeah. He was in the top three. Cause I, I know Alex, 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 was the first, yeah. Alex, Jim Summerfield. And, um, uh, then I think maybe George. Okay. But, uh, anyway, so George and Mallory, uh, they started their own podcast. Uh, it's called beer fitness and going kidless. Um, they're 30 somethings, um, and don't have kids. So, Part of their some of their guests have kids, so they do, basically their third segment talks about you know kids uh, life with kids or life without kids. Um, but uh, they are one of their pastimes. Uh, George and Mallory, wherever they go, they try to stop at a microbrewery. Um, so they have a lot of experience with that, and they like you know they like uh, beer, cider, all that kind of stuff. So, but I bring it up because. Unbeknownst to me, they happened to interview Len and Josh at the Maple Grill the week after we did. So when I was listening to that particular um, that particular episode of theirs, uh, they had a contest because Len gave them four gift cards to the Maple Grill. And I said, well, I'm not part of their podcast, even though they said, you know, you and I kind of motivated them to, to start their own. And uh, so I'm eligible for the contest, and I entered it, and I won a $25 gift card. So nice job. Guess what? We're going back to the Maple Grill. There you go. Yeah. And that was <clears throat> that's their card. We're not stealing no. from our donation because no, there was... will be four winners drawn in yes. segment yes. three. Yes. Don't want to confuse our listeners. So uh, I would say it's time to rate the Imperial Fudge Cake Stout from Perrin Brewing Company. That was a good radio voice, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. You're up first. All right. Let me have a... I'm going to give it a nice rating of 3.27. Because good stout uh, base... 
Could have been a little more chocolatey. Probably that was just because my pers- what I was anticipating going in. But you can really taste the. Um, it is a winter sipper though. I will I will give it the perfect sipper for the winter blues because it did warm you up as because I've as you're well aware you know the North Studio recording room is like sub zero. Keeps us on our toes. Yeah, and yeah, this from... this uh, perfect sipper for the winter blues kind of warmed me up with the. Um, I mean, 8.5, not over the top, but you can oh, yeah. sense the 8.5 in this selection. For sure. I'd agree with all of that. Um, I was a little, I guess, less disappointed. I thought I was more disappointed, but based on the rating, I probably, if it, it, God, speak, David. I was really disappointed with, from the description, you know, what I got, and I was expecting it to be a lot more sweet, a lot more... But it's like you said, it's not bad. I gave it a three point three five. All right, so we're basically the same. And all right, well, as per the norm, the last dozen episodes or or more, we're we're below the untapped rating. The untapped three point eight five. Only four hundred and one check ins, though. So I mean, one one rating here or there will alter. Um, that rating, but 3.85 for the untapped folks, you 335, me 327. All right, well, before we get to our second tasting, thank you goes out to loyal listener, be, well, loyal listener before we put her to sleep, that is, uh, <laughs> Pastor Pastor Julie, who gave us some reading material, the gospel according to Ted Lasso, um, and I have not started reading it yet. But in fairness to myself, they just literally gave it to me tonight. So, oh, yeah. I mean, so I have, because you've had them for a week, give or take. Uh, well, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so. Ash Wednesday, yeah. So, no, it's kind of a cool book. It's actually Reverend Matthew Titus uh, wrote the book, uh, The Gospel According to Ted Lasso. And it's just, it's one of his favorite shows. And he makes, you know, some, he ties some of the things that, that happen in the shows, shows, the episodes to, um, you know, just to how you live a, a Christian life, and I think part of the part of the motivation of that too, maybe a side motivation. Mike, you had talked about, you know, after COVID, yeah. possibly getting back to church. Right. So right. Where, where where do you stand on that? Well, I, the the plan was I was going to uh, go back this week, but we went out and drank too much last last night. So there's always next week. Um, <laughs> Our second, but but anyway, let's get on to the second tasting, and we'll get we'll circle back to the the religion aspect and how I'm ridiculing it because there's really a serious matter that transpired last night, and I'll get to in a second here. Right. Um, our second tasting, we have a little uh, cow catcher red ale from Mountain Town Brewing Company, just up the road in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Right, uh, it's a bottle. Bottles are rare these days on the pod. Yep, true. Uh, 5.8%, zero or NA. I I think they just give up on IBUs a lot, unless they really got, well, this is going to be bitter, so we'll throw the old 80 on there. But right. if, if it's insignificant, they just say, I just fucking put zero. Or if it's insignificant the other way, I think a lot of times they'll tell people, like in a stout or an imperial stout, that's really like they, they put a lot of uh, a malt or lactose yeah. or something like that in it. To, to smooth it over and there's no bitterness, they want to make sure people know that, so they'll put twenty or thirty or something like that. Yeah. Cool uh cool label. Train with a bullhorn on it. So 
Oh, you got your own, alright. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how this red ale is going to stack up. <clears throat> because a red ale, prior to this podcast, yeah, red ales were one of my favorite beers. Right. But then... 348 tastings, predominantly porters, stouts, and IPAs, heavily skewered towards the IPA side. Right. Have almost made the red red ale kind of mundane, if you will. There's a couple good ones we've had. One of them I think is called Red Jacket from um, Keweenaw Brewing. Keweenaw Brewing. Yeah. And that's where that. the, the old pearl necklace we wanted to give on the, the model on the can. <laughs> right. Somebody did. Who sent that in? Jason Moeller. Yeah, okay. Model listener Jason Moeller, yes. So, yeah. Cheers. Now, I say yep because when I read the description of this, uh, it said uh, hop flavor, some notes of hop and hop flavor with a malty finish. So, and there's just, so I don't know why there wouldn't be, I'm going to really have to research. I know uh, Mike Klein of Destination Bourbon, uh, Jim Summerfield, when he had him, when we he was on the pod, shit, 100 weeks ago now, um, and others. Have yeah. gave the two novices like ourselves basically what I know it's International Benedict Unit. I know what the acronym stands for. I still don't know how because there should be some there should be an IBU on this beer in my opinion because yeah. this is has a bitter taste to it. One of the more bitter red ales we've had. Yeah. Right. So I mean to have it a zero to me is kind of funny. All right. Before we get into the sports talk, here's the dilemma. As a cat practicing Catholic. Yes, COVID has got me, I haven't wavered from my beliefs. I just haven't been to church. Well, it's like anything, you know, I'm, I'm very OCD. And that's like last week when we did the pod on a Monday. You know, after 114 weeks, we've earned a break. Sure. There's got to be some we, flexibility we, in there. We could have said, you know what, hey, let's just put out the interview. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll wait on the interview with Ben from Baines. And you know we'll get we'll do this would be episode one fifteen right now, right. no I'm sorry one four no yeah one fifteen right you know but my mind works that the OCD would be like okay well I missed and then it'd be like this week would have came along and it'd be like ah Dave you know the streak's really over from last week because we didn't do it and God man I I I drank too many of those uh. Uh, stouts last night at Baines, and then we draft, went draft then we, table, dra- drafting table, drafting table, and then we went over to uh, uh, Second Street Sports Pub, and I was you know drinking all day IPA, big drafts. I just don't really feel like doing. And then next week, and then before you know it, we don't forget the popcorn, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and we do we do one or two episodes a year, and and that's how you know. I, I was went to church weekly, either Saturday afternoon or Sunday, and then COVID hit and it was shut down. Right. Well, I mean, if, if I couldn't get in, I couldn't get in. Yeah. And then one thing led to another, and here we are. Anyway, that's in the business they call that a tangent. But anyway, as a Catholic, for Lent, you know, you don't eat meat on Ash Wednesday or Good Friday or any Friday for that matter. And right. I don't know. Correct. 
of how other faiths work that, but I know like Lutherans are not as strict on that. And You're as strict as you want to be, sure. Okay. And the other thing that nobody does, not even all Catholics do it, but you give up something for Lent. Correct. And all, listen, this is, in October will be my better half and I's 30th wedding anniversary. We dated for three years. So Liz and I have been together 33, 33 years. years. Yeah. Every, all but one, all but one of those years we've been together, I've given up pop for Lent. And Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, ends on Easter Sunday. And there are 40 days in Lent. Right. If you count it out on a calendar, because OCD Mike has, Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday is 47 days. There are seven Sundays in there, and Sundays don't count because it's a day of rest. Right. Okay. But I've never given up pop. And indulged on Sundays. I don't know, maybe I'll burn in hell for that because I don't rest on the day of rest. But I figure, well, anybody can go Monday through Saturday without pop and then drink 36 cans on Sunday and be like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't want another pop as long as I live. Right. Go Monday through Saturday, (laughs) pound 30. So I go start to finish. Yep. 47 days, no pop. Yep. Um, I don't drink as much pop now as I used to. You know, because when Liz and I were first dating, I mean, between uh, double gulps from 7-Eleven, 20-ouncers from work, uh, pops at McDonald's, can pop at home, I would say if you went on an ounce basis, I easily drank over a 12-pack of pop a day. You know, 12 cans in a 12-pack, yeah, yeah. that's 144 right. ounces. Easily. I mean, a double gulp, 64 ounces. Holy and shit. And I, I, you know, you, you'd have... If I you, can't if, even comprehend that. If you knew the right person, you know... Yeah. AKA Grandpa Blackhawk, you, you know, you get your refills for free. So, you know, as you're going from store to store, <laughs> right. you bring your cup in, fill it up. So, right. you know. If and, I have and, a second Diet Coke during the day, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. It, so, anyway, I don't drink anywhere near that. So, I think next year, I think what I should try to do is give up coffee. That may be the bigger challenge. Oh, that'll be a big challenge for you. Oh, it'll be a huge challenge. That's what I say. You drink like two pots in the morning, don't you? Well, not, not anymore. I drink like usually an eight cupper. Okay. And then I have like two or more iced coffees from be, Tim Hortons. On my third cup of coffee, I would be convulsing on the floor. I would be, no. like, I would be shaking. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, just, it's I don't know. I built up the tolerance, I guess. But um, I don't even understand. But that. here, here's here's how we got to this. Before we get to the sports, never happened before. And in the 33 years Liz and I have been together, in those Lenten periods. I've gotten hammered countless times, I'm sure. Last night when we got home, you dropped us off at the North Studio, walked in, took my shoes off. Every Saturday when Liz goes to Meyer, she buys a fountain pop and mixes, I think, Diet Coke and grape together at the checkout. Yeah. That was sitting on the sink. Uh-oh. Out of habit, I just went up, took a drink, swallowed it, and I'm, Fuck! I just drank pop. And Liz says, well, it's Sunday. I don't know. It's not quite Sunday because we were home at, like, I don't know, what was it, 1045, 1115, something, something like that. that. Yeah. So it wasn't quite Sunday, even though I don't adhere to the free on Sunday anyway. Right. And I I can't I couldn't believe it. I've, in 33 years of giving it up, I've never had that faux pas. And, I'm like, even when somebody's, like, at a bar, somebody, oh, man, you got to try this drink that's really good, what's in it? 
Um, blah, 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 blah. Does it have pop in it? Oh, yeah, it's got Sprite in it. Well, I can't have it because I gave it up for lunch. Oh, no, no, I can't have it. I gave it up for lunch. If there's no pop in it, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Right. You know, vodka and oranges, yeah, I can drink it. There's no pop in that. Right. 33 years. Never had, and then last night I did it. So now the question to you is. Yes. Well, if that's what sends me to hell, I mean, there's there's a, whole, <laughs> there's a lot of other things that probably trump that offense. But, but do you say, because you put yourself in my OCD mind. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not possible. But Would anyway. you say, hey, just don't drink anymore? Because it was no. one drink. It's yeah, not yeah. like you drank a whole big gulp or nothing. Yeah. Just continue on. Or do you say, well, you fucked that up anyway. You might as well just drink pop. No, I think it was, no, you just you go ahead and keep doing the okay. the Lenten thing. But, and, but yeah. I could not believe that. I mean, yeah. for, that, I, and as soon as I, it, it was like, fuck. And Liz was like, what? I said, I just drank pop. She said, oh, I thought you was like stepped on a knife or something. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so, and, you know, these are the demons I struggle with on a day-to-day basis, Dave. So, all right, and let's get into If it sports. makes you feel any better, that was like a confessional. Okay. Sometimes I act like a, a, a person of the cloth, maybe. Okay. So I am going to forgive you. I'm doing the sign of the cross right here, Michael. All right. I'm going to forgive you for your transgression. All right. There you go. I'm carry on with that. Yeah. All right. Now let's get on to sports. And apparently, last week, my fuck you to, was one of my two fuck yous was to uh, Dominic Hasek. But apparently, I'm in the minority in saying the 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 Russian NHLers, you know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, they're I mean, going. They're go, I mean for fuck, the, oh, the word gonna, sanction is meaning something completely different, I think, than it used to be because they're going after everybody that. Well, Ovechkin's lost a CCM sponsorship. Uh, the one commercial that's classic with him and Nick Backstrom. Where the, I don't know if it's really uh, Ovechkin's wife or not, but she's a smoke show in the commercial. If it's really his wife, she's got a smoke show for his wife. If it's not his wife, well, I'm sure he could get her if you want. But you know, she's like, well, why is Backstrom here? Or why is Backstrom in our will? And she and Back and Ovechkin goes on and says, well, you know, if if I if I'm not there. Who, who feeds him the puck? Who gets him all his assists? Who gets him all his points in the next big counter? What then? And then they pan the camera over to the right and Backstrom sitting on the couch eating cereal. And he says, yeah, what then? <laughs> and, and then she says, and why is he always here for breakfast? That commercial got shit canned. And it's like, okay, so Ovechkin, unlike the other Russian players, he actually has an, announced his friendship with Putin, but not recently. I mean, like three years ago, he was on Team Putin. Oh, okay. And it's like, okay, it would be just like, just like uh, the Golden State Warriors going to the White House. Sure. Well, I don't. I, think understand, they I understand what right. you're saying. So, yeah. and now, and this year, he didn't really endorse. He didn't really say, "Yeah, I want to kill all the Ukrainians." He said, "Well, I hope you know, I want peace." Right. And, but yet, everybody else, like, why would I don't I don't understand why would you penalize a Russian hockey player for something that he, uh, yeah. If the, that Russian hockey player is at standing at center ice swinging a stick like a baseball bat at any Ukrainian 
Um, or, or even going in the press and yeah, saying so yeah, something. Yeah, let's get on. I hope we kill all the Ukrainians and we're, we're going to take over the world. Yeah, then fucking suspend his ass, get him out. To my knowledge, I haven't heard any of them doing that. Right. Yeah, I know. In no, fact, I they th- wanted to get out of Russia so they could make a lucrative living. <laughs> I think the tactic is is to try to, with the Soviet media, the state-run media, on its clampdown in, in trying to, you know suppress anything coming in or going out of Russia. I think they're trying to hit every possible avenue they can to try to everything leads to Putin, I guess. I don't, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a politician. No. I'm not in the media, but it seems like everything I'm reading, you know, the oligarchs, I think the media just likes to likes to write the word, type the word, say the word oligarch, but um, it is kind of a funny word. It is kind of a funny word, but oligarch. I mean, they're going after they're going after everybody that they that they possibly think could make it or have an influence on the people in in and around Vladimir Putin right. uh, to try to to try to. But that I mean, shit. Even if you had like a sniper rifle, I don't think you can hit that. If you're at the end of his table, I don't think you'd be able to hit him. That things as long as a football field. Yeah. I know that's uh, but even if going after all those people that are close to him, I can't imagine any of the Russian hockey players are close to Putin. No, I mean not like that. So no. Anyway, well, at the Fishman Eight. Well, I can't. I got to stop addressing him at the Fishman Eight because he doesn't do Twitter anymore. No. Uh, What's up, good with buddy? That? Good buddy, Dick Fisher. Our trip is in desperate peril because oh, the Cleveland trip. Yep. They've because uh, they've already canceled the first two series. Well, Cleveland opened the season at home, right? Therefore, that I mean they'll they'll still have a home opener at some point, but now you know plans have to be changed. And when do you get tickets? When don't you get tickets? What's going to be the home opener? What's not going to be? So, would you say the the PC word for that is it's in flux? Yes, yeah. in flux in at the Fishman. It, Old old habits die hard. His stake on it right now is he doesn't even want to go because he's so f- frustrated they can't yeah. get together and make a plan. But I again, turn back this up, rewind this episode six minutes. My OCD. Yeah. I mean, actually, if you if you look at it, hanging out with a buddy is always fun though. So that's part of it. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, we have because I buy the tickets, he gets the room. And then we split the diff, you know, we, you know, if, cause some years the tickets are more than the room because if we don't get opening day tickets on time, you got to pay through the nose to get them. Um, this year the tickets were easy. So I would have had to owe him money. So what we, and then we divide it in two, but anyway, before we spend a nickel on coffee, food and alcohol, I mean, it's a $700 trip. Sure. And then. You've seen the way I can drink, and judging by my fat ass gut, you can sell the way I eat. So you're probably talking yeah. at least another five hundred dollars. Oh. So that's a twelve hundred dollar trip. So that would be the plus of not going. But again, tradition, right? You know, so yep. so that's in jeopardy. So apparently they're meeting again tomorrow, and that won't they they won't play that March thirty first game in Cleveland because those have already been canceled. Sure. They're done. Yeah. And so it looks like the season would be like 156 games because there is no there's nowhere in the season to make you know, to right. make those games up. So yeah. those games are gone. Sure. And 
you could have what the fuck? I, I lost my train of thought because I, I got to put an entry in here for Jim Baird because he did have a random question. So we do have to put Jim Baird into the mix. So there will be 14 people into the mix. All right. Um, and that's, he, this is what he, because the baseball, you can't, that this is horrible podcasting right here because they're, you know, we'll edit this out, but they say, well, why don't the owners just lift the lockout and, the owners can't do that at this point because if they do that, then all the players are going to do is strike just before the postseason. And that's where the real money is. So the owners, there's no way they can lift the lockout at this point because, you know, right. the, the players would go back, oh, this is not fun. Yeah, I'm just happy to be playing for the fans, blah, 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 blah. And then come like September 1st, they'd go out on strike. And now they'd have the owners over a barrel because the owners can't lose that postseason money. Right. Correct. Yeah, it. No, so, so now it is what it is, and they're being locked out. So we'll see what the talks tomorrow bring. And um, I'll turn the floor over to you because you're more the basketball guy than me. College oh. basketball. Well, it's still the same thing. It's still you. You, you don't know who's going to win and who's going to lose. Uh, my Spartans, uh, they've won two in a row, I think. They beat Purdue, and then today they beat uh, Maryland, but at one time they were up 21 yeah. or something like that. It went all the way down to four, four. three. It was 61 58. Went all the way down to three, and then they took it back up to, I think they won by 12 or yeah. four, I don't know. The, the last couple minutes it I wasn't was, paying it, attention. It was typical. You, you spend your wad getting back in the game, but you don't have enough to get over the hump because I right. want to say the, the game started out. 14 to 1, 18 to 1, 14 to nothing, 14 to 1, then 18 to 1 or something like that. And it was 46 25 at the half. Um, Ohio State's lost three straight now. They were, a, you know. <laughs> it's just weird. It just, I don't, I don't remember this seesaw this bad in, in terms of everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Um, even Duke last night, Coach K's last game at. Uh, the K Cam- court in Cam- Cameron Indoor. Cameron Indoor. They lost. Yeah, it North wasn't Carolina, even pretty. No, North Carolina took it to them. Holy cow. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, for those of you that saw it, even Coach K. So the, did you happen to see the end? Well, yeah, you kind of were looking there. They had Battier. Who else? They had a, a lot of his yeah. former players. NBAers, everybody, Christian Leitner. Yeah. Was in the state. They had a whole big group of them, like in the student section, um, you know. And it, it, that's kind of why, you know, if you do coach, that's one of those moments that that's why you coach, you know, to see all the people that appreciate what right. you've done over the years and the impact you've had. But um, but yeah, he even mentioned in his his little thank you speech. He's like, yeah, it was uh, wasn't very pretty tonight. Uh, Actually, it's kind of unacceptable the way we lost, and now, and and he got some booze from the, from his own from his own fans, and but he's like, oh no 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 no, you know tonight tonight wasn't a good night, but the season the season has been a good season, and everybody's like, yay yay, Coach K, you're the greatest. Yeah, I can't stand Coach K; he's an yeah. idiot. So so I'm glad they lost. And I hope he's one and done in the tournament. <laughs> oh my god, one and done in both tournaments, the ACC and the. Because this is championship week. Correct. Then we have March Madness. We'll have to try to figure out how to do something. I'm not doing the, the boards for the listeners. We'll have to try to figure we'll out We'll figure out contest. something. But I'm just going to tell you right now, and maybe this isn't fair for everybody else, but the Big Ten, it's going to happen to them again. 
I don't. I'm anticipating one team maybe making it to the Sweet 16, just because they've spent the whole season beating the crap out of each other, and now they're going to go beat the crap out of each other again in the Big Ten tournament. Wisconsin um, damn near looked unbeatable until they lost yesterday. Did they lose yesterday or today? Yeah, yesterday. I, I can't keep track. And then uh, you said State had won two in a row, so they played Purdue between Michigan and Maryland because Michigan destroyed them earlier in the week. Right, and then I think they beat Purdue. Okay. And that was kind of a must-win game to keep them in a – to get them a decent – get them a decent uh, spot. Seed? Yeah, a decent seed. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm almost kind of hoping that they lose, you know, first, second game in the tournament just so that they can get some time to regroup, get healthy, yeah. you know, f- figure out what the hell their problem is and um, and move on for the tournament. So, yeah, so that Big Ten tournament probably starts, what, Thursday? Something like so, that, yeah. We'll probably know the title when we start recording episode 117. Then a special shout-out to Colby Covington. Who beat Jorge Mesvidal in really? UFC, yep, UFC 272 last night? Uh, Covington 17 and three, and Mesvidal fell to 35 and 16. Ooh, I thought it was going to be the other way around. Uh, actually, Covington was the uh, favorite. Was he really? And then uh, uh, Greg Hardy, the ex NFLer, he lost again. So they're probably going to stop pushing him because I think he's lost like three fights in a row. I always want to get one of these UFC fights, but they always start so fucking late. Oh, yeah. And then you got, you know, because you got the prelim fights that you can watch for free. Right. And then you have the main card, but then there's like three or four fights. And then the main event is, you know, midnight at the earliest. Right, So right. And some of the better fights, some of like the, the female fights and some of the lightweight or, or uh, featherweight fights, they just go at it. Yes, um, those are I. They Some actually, of the most yeah, intense. Yeah, because then they, they usually bleed easier too. Well, there's not there's not as much fat and yeah. muscles <laughs> between the skin and the and the vessels. And then uh, going to the combine, which I mentioned that uh, about the podcast right. uh, with Greg Rosenthal, Kalen Barnes from Baylor. Ran the second fastest ever forty time at the combine. Um, four point four point two three. Yeah, which was a hundredth of a second below John Ross's uh, combine fast fastest in two thousand seventeen. Which obviously you got to have other. Variables to the speed, the, the, <laughs> right. the stats. Right. John, he's still in the NFL, but he hasn't right. clicked yet. Yeah. So just because you're fast doesn't necessarily going to translate right. it. It helps. It sure does. Yeah. And it, you know, it'll get you in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It'll get you in. Then if you if you can't <laughs> catch or you, get you can't run good routes right. or whatever, or if you don't know what the hell you're doing and can't remember plays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh what else in sports? Well, I, I want to mention, I heard an interview on ESPN Radio, Tom Brady. That was horrible. But um, The newsflash, so the listeners knew what you were doing. Sure, sure. But uh, TB12 was in an interview, and basically, there, there's a lot of that, a lot of stuff that can be unwrapped from this. You know, I've, I've been with my family, spent five weeks with my family, and, you know, I'm starting to think about what I'm going to do with my future. And right at that point, I'm thinking, well, 
you just valued your family at five weeks. And so, right. you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, no, just kidding. But uh, maybe not. And he said, you know, starting to think about my future. And he, he just was kind of sputtering a little bit. Very cryptic. Um, the uh, the pundits were, um, you know, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Does this mean like he's considering maybe coming back? Um, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, Tom goes on to say, you know, well, in the meantime, I'm going to do some other things. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm done seeing family. I'm going to go visit my parents. I haven't done that in quite a while. Um, it's kind of a surprise. You know, my mom doesn't know about it. It's just something between me and my dad. I'm going to sleep in my bed. You know, the bed I, I slept in as a kid. And, er, you know, so then the needle went across the record for me. I'm like, what? Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay. First... Are your parents living in the same house they were living in before you became the goat, right? Right. Okay, number one. Number two, are your parents just that nostalgic or is it superstition? Or why haven't they gotten rid of the bed that you slept in like 30 years ago? Or the bigger question is, is Tom that stingy that he hasn't given his parents any money to get a new freaking bed? Well, it's definitely not that one because why would he he get them a bed to replace his? Well, I mean, bed a whole new day? house. I mean, I everything. Right. Why, well, I mean, but, I, you know, they mean maybe they're simple people. It could be the the not moving part is the but leaving the room the same. I don't. I'm not as stunned by that. The, Do they the, think he's dead? Well, not dead, but it's just like, hey, this is Tom's room. This is yeah. when he went away to Michigan, sure. and this is. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. leave it as like you said. Maybe it is a superstition. It's like Could we'll be. leave it as is. Yeah, and it's worked. Things have gone well, so we'll just <laughs> yeah. leave it as is. We're not going to disturb it. Yeah. yeah, but they definitely wouldn't go get a new bed for that room. It was like, what? Well, there's nobody sleeping in it. So what? Well, what if we have gas and they don't want to sleep in this bed? You know, who knows what Tom's done in this bed? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he strangled old one eye a few times. I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe they don't want to look underneath the mattress and find what's under there. That could be. Oh, I, my God. I wonder why they... I'll have to look, we'll have to see if we can see what the house looks like, because you'd think they would have moved, especially, you know, obviously... Yeah. Now, there's may, probably just the two of them at home, so you would think, well, like, why aren't they in a condo or something? Maybe it's a thing with, with really wealthy people, because Warren Buffett still lives in the same house he's lived in for 30 or 40 years. Well, who knows with people with money. Yeah. Ah, uh, before we... weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's the same bed though. Like and you like you said, it's just like they left it like he was dead. <laughs> or maybe but... that was the last thing. Maybe he wanted him to go to uh didn't want him to go to Michigan and then at the last word they said as Tom left, they said, You're dead to me. <laughs> and then just left this room the same. <laughs> Not likely, but I like that. None so nonetheless. I yeah. totally off the wall question. It was bothering me all episode here. How old was Ted Nugent the first time he got cat scratch fever? Four. No. <laughs> Fourteen. No. Twenty-four. No. <laughs> Thirteen. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Thirty-nine. <laughs> Sixty-nine. Are you familiar with the song? I know the song. I know. Yeah, cat scratch fever. First time that I got it, I was seventeen. No, no I don't know. I don't know the words. All no. of them. Yeah. 
right. Answer to the question was 10. First time I, that ten? I got it, I was just 10 years so old. So four, I wasn't too I, far you off. You weren't far off at all, but you didn't get it right. I mean, but it's right there in the song. First time that I got it, I was oh just 10 God. years old. I got it from some kitty next door. What do you think that song's about? Uh, I could make a pussy purr with the stroke of my hand. Petting his neighbor's they know, cat. <laughs> they know they're getting it from me. I got another one. I'll save that for segment three. I got another musical. How closely do you pay attention to your songs, Dave? That's a, that's a, going to be a new segment. I'm I'm making that official. I like it. I, I like I'm it. Making got, that official. So how how closely do you listen to the song? Yep. So, so there. Okay, we got a new segment. All right. I like that one. So yeah, let's go ahead and rate. You're up first. We're, we're rating Cowcatcher Red Ale. I'm going to take this one at a three point. Five, five. So you liked it. Well, obviously, I'm being Captain Obvious here. <laughs> yes, I did. You just liked because it better it, than the stout. It's a great red ale. I know you. I know you go beer per beer per episode. Right, right. But I'm. I. I don't. In I don't know. In in a hundred and twelve episodes, I generally I can somewhat think of. Most of the 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 styles of beer, and kind of put it on that kind of a rating. So, yeah, I I, I go by the style of beer, and this is one of the better. This ranks right up there with the uh, Red Jacket from um, Keweenaw. Okay, I like that. It's we we've been doing the pod together, 116 episodes. Well, 117 if you count the trailer, and I don't. Yeah. I guess I didn't really look at the rating that way. You compared it to other red ales as opposed to like the beers. But like I said, I, you know, on the pod, I gave the uh, fudge cake stout a 3.27. And so your actually rating system may actually be true. If you can honestly remember all those beers, but yours that's is actually probably I, a better rating system than mine. It would be, but you've said, I can't, at this point, I can't remember <laughs> right. all the, and I, you know, who knows, I may be missing one or two or, you know. Right, I, I know what you mean. But I mean, but in, yeah, in like, terms yeah. of red ales that I've had, I got that's, I see, put this that, one. That actually, well, I'm going to stick with my rating right now, but actually you bring up, a, that's actually, I actually like that rating system, and I, but my memory served. But I'm going to give this a 320 because I did like the stout a little better. This is good, and I, I think hey, it's an epiphany. You know, I think episode one. Hi, my name's Dave Dawson. Pleasure yeah, to meet you. I, yeah, I'm epiphany. And episode one sixteen may may change the way I, I got to restructure the way I rate beers because you bring up a great point. I'm boring the listeners right now, but that's fuck them. This is our pod. Fast forward a few seconds if you don't like it, fuckers. But uh, 3.27, and I did like the fudge cake stout, but why would I penalize this? Because it's very, I, I don't dislike it. I right. like it, but in my old twisted OCD mind, is like, well, I can't go higher than 3.27 because I like the stout better. So I got re- to reevaluate the way I rank, but I'm going to stick with 3.20 for tonight. And our fine, okay, so we, we were right on. I was sixteen hundreds below. You were nineteen hundreds above. Two thousand two hundred check-ins. Our fine friends at Untapped have rated the cow catcher three point three six. No, okay, all right, all right, Dave. Well, 
alas, <coughs> I'm getting choked up inside here. Time for the third tasting. I'm looking forward to this one. This <coughs> one looks, I don't know. This, Excuse me. I don't think we've had a, like we've had New England IPAs, yeah. right? And they're typically more fruity. They've got the citra hops and the, yeah. And we've done a lot of peach, blackberry, boysenberry, blueberry, cotton candy berry, sours. Right. But never an IPA with said flavoring. What we have here is we have the second entry from Perrin Brewing Company. It's also Michigan Brewery, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, our first one was the Fudge Cake Stout. And then we had a red ale. And we're going to finish tonight off with a Blackberry IPA. Combines the tart sweetness of ripened blackberries along with an aromic floral bouquet of fresh hops. Now, oddly enough, it is the lowest ABV at 5%, and it's the only one of the three with any IBUs at 35. So without further ado, we are going to crack the Heron Brewing Company Blackberry IPA. And from, from my old stomping grounds, Comstock Park, Michigan. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah, it looks like a wine, actually. A wine with the beer head. And we're both going out of this Barstool Sports Spittin' Chicklets, not a big deal, pint glasses. Cheers. Cheers. Smelling the fruit. Getting the notes. Doing the bull dance. Huh. I'm puzzled. You really have to search for the hops. Yeah. You, you, you definitely get the tart sweetness of ripened blackberries, but the hops are hidden, in my opinion. The hops are hidden. I'm agreeing at this point, yeah. Okay, yep. so. Um, Facts. Yeah, so, you know, it's... <laughs> It tasty though. Had very, yeah, yeah, very yeah, good, for sure. Very for good sure. flavor on the first pull. But, but um, hey, let's get right down to it, Dave. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I wonder if it's because I dropped this phone so time so many times that. It's the touch screen isn't working as well. Could Is that the one you chucked from my drive oh, from no, my no, garage no, to no. the end of the driveway? No, that phone lived. It was the case that was destroyed. Oh. This one just accidentally, as the listeners have heard time and time again, fall out of my pocket while we're even recording this. Oh yeah. And Is that the one that fell out last night at yeah, Second Street? Yeah. Okay. And naturally <laughs> none of uh, when I went into Verizon, they didn't have the case for this and in the three months that I've had it, I've been too lazy to order one from Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say Amazon, yeah. you can get one pretty quick, yeah. Uh, anyway, no, uh, you know, nothing to the degree of, you know, the cab driver who, you know, Chris angeled me and I wanted him to choke to death on his spaghetti dinner. But, um, and I wouldn't even had any until I watched the NASCAR race today that was won by Alex Bowman and almost won by Kurt Kyle Bush, who finished fourth, and Kyle Bush wrecked. Well, it wasn't a major wreck, but he spun out and made contact with the wall. And it seemed like a lot of times when Kyle Bush does that, he ends up winning. 
And he, he was leading with 13 to go. And anyway, Alex Bowman ended up winning the race. But my fuck you goes to Austin Cendrick. Won the Daytona 500. I picked him in the NASCAR. He finished like 20th or whatever. Not going to be good enough to get me any money. Through three weeks of NASCAR, I've got to be in dead last in our pool. I absolutely fucking suck. So, the <laughs> my fuck you is probably right. more to the NASCAR league in general as to Austin Cendrick, but Austin Cendrick didn't do me any favors, so fuck the NASCAR league and fuck you to Austin Cendrick. And then we have our first ever listener fuck you. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. My brother-in-law, Henry, my brother-in-law Henry said in, he would like to give a fuck you to his auto stop on his truck. Oh. Because he doesn't, he, I don't, it, it bothers him. He doesn't like it. And I told him, and I, going back to a few weeks ago, remember we talked about what, like, Jim Baird, when he, you, you do you sit down to learn all the bells and whistles of a phone, of your car, right. of this, that, or that, yeah. or you, you just learn on the fly? Because I told Henry, I said, well, I mean, I don't know what year your truck is, but if it's fairly new, it's got to be something similar to the Blazer I'm driving. Because in the Blazer, I have the ability, if I don't want that, you you just push a button and turn it off. So then your car continues to idle yeah, at stop right. and when you're at stop signs. And I now I don't know if you have to do it with every start because I think once you shut it off, I think the default is to have the auto stop on. Right. So, so all you got to do is push a button. But I I'm not as bothered by the auto stop as Henry is. Right. So I just leave mine on. But right. I told him, hey, you know it's a. Uh, just annoys um, the shit out of him. Yeah. Like he's afraid like it's not yeah. going to turn back. Well, on he said Mary Ellen was. Him, him and Mary Ellen were arguing, and he felt the car move, so he started to go, and he almost hit the car in front because he didn't know he was stop. I mean, to me, it sounds like a user error, but hey, <laughs> the, the fuck you segment is to the yeah. person's discretion. Yeah. You know, yes. if you want to give, you want to give a fuck you to something or something, give it. Yeah, we support the old infamous fuck you. Absolutely. Uh so yeah. Unless so, it's against us. No, we can take it. I mean, uh, not, not everybody. We, not everybody's gonna. I have said on the podcast that I do have broad shoulders, so yeah, I guess I can. So, Henry, we hope you can uh, rectify that with your uh, auto stop. And next installment of our new segment, possibly amongst other classes, that's not disclosed. But Jay Giles centerfold. Yeah. What class did this you know the the kid have with the the girl that eventually became the centerfold? Oh. Uh how Oh, how close do I pay attention to my songs? Right. Okay. Um Blood Run Skull centerfold. Uh I'm not going to get it. You were you were almost there. You, I know. You were almost <laughs> I there. I hit a roadblock. I it's almost like I'm having a senior moment. Um, uh, something about her dress. Well, I was Before thinking she caught about my her eye. dress. Yeah. Shaking in my shoes whenever she flashed those baby blues. Something had to hold on me when Angel Pascal's uh, soft fuzzy sweater, magical touch. I see her in that negligee. It's really much. Yeah, but that's not the club. No. It's, it's right in the first. Does Shit. she walk? Does she talk? Does she come complete? Oh, there's my homeroom angel. 
my homeroom homeroom angel, angel always the... pulled me from my seat. So the answer to the question is homeroom. Oh. Now, and I said amongst yeah, others that weren't yeah, necessarily yeah. What just class. Yeah, home. I room. got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. All right, so that was hey. just interpretation of the question. That's why I got that wrong. I don't know why I why I didn't factor that into like. Yeah, I don't either because you know, regardless of class, because you like emphasize negligee, and that would have had no n- uh, nothing no to do with. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I understand. But that, yeah, so but yeah, I'm so, like, hey, it's a new segment. We're yeah. gonna work with it. So okay. yeah, you're all for two, but. <laughs> And feel free if you come up with it. And again, they have to be songs that, because I, I was pretty sure you had heard Cat Scratch Fever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure you had for heard sure. Centerfold. Yeah. I mean, like, don't go digging in the archive for some, like, 80s country song, because I'm not going to know the answer. Or to some that. alternative. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I won't, I probably won't give you any um, Amity Affliction, because you're probably not going to be a f- familiar with any Is of those songs. Is that a disease? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Oh, uh, for two. That's not, I don't like that. No, you know, hey, it's a slow start to the season. You're back. You know, hey. I'll next, put on the rally cap. Next week, you go one for two. You go from zero to 250. Just like that. There you go. But I, I think it's time, you know, we, we get the four winners out. There from, we go. Our, from our contest for the, the Maple Grill $25 gift cards. All we ask you to do is send in a joke, random question, antidote, news story, quibbles, quotes, likes dislikes hey or a fuck you and i didn't include henry in this because the contest rules were saturday march 5th henry sent that text today that would have worked had he been in the time frame because i said through the um saturday the contest went through saturday and we had drawn sunday so um hmm let me check that real quick let me check that real quick because for some reason well, I know I said Saturday. I don't know what's posted. I said Saturday when okay. I said Trump's all. Okay. Well, so. then, there, there. Then you know. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, not going to do anything then. And we have three, six, nine, twelve. We have fourteen entries because Jim Baird's was before today. Right. So we have fourteen entries, and I think we're going to actually even post this video on Facebook as you mentioned earlier. And then that way you can see I'm entering the names into my Boston Red Sox hat. Hopefully there is a season this year. So as you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll be like, this is fucking boring. Hurry up, you stupid fucker. And I understand that. Can you swear on Facebook, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. They might not like that. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, much more exciting if you go to our Facebook page and watch the actual draw. But the win it popped out. The winner of the first $25 gift card to the Maple Grill is look at that. Grandma Blackhawk. Right there. <laughs> popped out just like that. So there's one of the gifts cards. The second winner, I can't get them to pop out that easily. Second winner. Carrie Hoseska. Hopefully I pronounced that right, Carrie. H-O-Z-E-S-K-A. Halfway there, Dave. The, oh, the anticipation is killing me. Third winner. There it is. Dropped it, but still valid. Julie Bailey. Nice. And the fourth and final winner of the $25 gift card. 
to the Maple Grill in Hemlock, Michigan, M46 or Grashit, whatever you like to call it, is Dave Adams. And there concludes our drawing for the four winners of the $25 gift cards. So, yeah, that was fun. Anyway, now back to podcast only. Actually, it's funny, Dave Adams won one because he actually had kind of a random question that was his submission. Yeah. Do you have it? I, I do. I'll have to pull out my phone. Do you have it? No, ready? I've so, got it. I've got it. All right. Uh, so, random question from Dave Adams. So, if there are alcoholic beverages in heaven, right? Yes. Uh, let me get the exact question here quick. Do, do, do. All right. Is there beer in heaven, question mark, what beverages are consumed in heaven slash hell? All right, well, I'm going to, with my belief system, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Answer to the yes, no question. All right. Is there beer in heaven? You're saying yes. Yes. And then the beverages that are served, I'm going to say heaven is top shelf stuff. Okay. You know, if you're a... Sure. A gin drinker, you're 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 drinking Tangeray or better. Um, you know, Destination Bourbon would be better suited to tell the uh, the whiskey right. or you know or bourbon that would right. be available. I would I would like you know a Z's Pet Polar Bear, a um, helmet a helmet breaker, breaker uh, uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Peppermints. Uh, yep. Peppermint porter, those type things, and then, and how I would say, and you know, without making up a like a, a gross fictitious drink, I would say, how you're limited to probably like a Weiss beer, a Weiss Weiss, <laughs> yeah. you know, however you're pronouncing yeah. it with a German accent, because I find those bland and. Repulsive. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just like, yeah. But, you know, I guess if you drink enough of them, you, you can still sure, catch sure. a buzz and yeah. hell. Well, I remember the first time we had beer. It was like, mm, what? Right. <laughs> a little bit different than the pop and, and Kool-Aid we were drinking. So, yeah, I'm going to say something's very, very similar. But um, I would definitely say that probably there's wine. Wouldn't you think? I mean, that oh, yeah. seemed to be the favorite yeah. beverage of Jesus for... Yes. Um, or at least he wanted to turn the water into wine. Correct. Yeah. And then um, as far as hell, yeah, I would say, you know, affectionately, you know, you call anything that, and I've always enjoyed it when you, you get a beer that you don't particularly like, you call it skunk piss. Yes. So maybe there's actually skunk piss, and on the label it's got the picture of a skunk, like a Pepe Le Pew or something like that with his tail up in the air. You know, with the bunghole yeah, pointing at you, you know, hey, be. you know, have a bottle of skunk piss. That could be it. That could be it. Yeah. I, I guess we'll soon, well, <laughs> I hopefully, hope hopefully, I hope we're, we're, we're not going to soon find out. Yeah, not soon find out, but one day we'll find out on either side and we can report back. <laughs> um, another, didn't win, but the other random question was from Bailey Barr. And basically, I don't have it in front of me, but basically it said, like, how did they go, how did the caveman go from, like, grunting? 
yeah. to actual verbal communication. You know, his phrase he used was, yeah. "What's up, homie?" Right. And that's actually that's actually puzzled me because shit like that always bothers. Almost like a what came, you know, the old "What came first, chicken or the egg?" Now you know the cavemen, or you know, had communication, and it was like the drawings, like you, you know, the drawings met something because sure. nobody could speak, and it was just grunting. But that is strange. Like, who was the first person? And this is one of those things. I I know you could probably Google, and and find out. You know, hey, you know, history of verbal communication, and somebody's going to have their take on it. But unless you were, you know, so like, was it one twenty five A.D.? Was it two hundred B.C.? Oh, it was B.C. Okay, so two hundred B.C. So, but how? Who creates a language? Yeah, I, you would have to have maybe one of them hit their head on a rock, and all of a sudden, you know, and then but they here, hit their head on a rock and they went, "Ugh, what the fuck!" But then here's the other one. Okay, so let, you know, eight hundred BC, a thousand BC, whatever sure. figure you want to put out there. Yeah, my guess is is it isn't English. No, 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 no. It's something. Yeah, at one point I think I, I don't know how I knew this or saw a show or. I don't know. It's not, I don't think I went and just looked it up out of curiosity, but it was. Yeah, there's some, there's some ancient languages that are dead, and so I'm right. I'm assuming this is even presupposes those right from so, a standpoint of so, a series of grunts that end up, you know, and to, over to, years to piggyback on Bailey's question. Yeah, and I didn't know. I know Bailey listened to one or two early on when he first found out we had a podcast, but I didn't know Bailey was still listening. If you are still listening, thanks, Bailey. Um, but like, I'll piggyback off the questions. Like, okay, so who invented English? You know, because the Native Americans yeah. who were here, some white people in Europe. Yeah, so but, but, <laughs> on that but how? I don't know. But like, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's it's. It's especially with somebody, like I mentioned my OCD eight times this episode. Yeah. Actually, I think it's only four or five. But shit like that really gets me thinking, and it, it actually bothers me. Yeah. I'm not going to lose any sleep tonight, so I'll probably have another beer while I set up my routes, and maybe I'll just drift off into a drunken <laughs> drunken sleep. But the the question is, is like, because, like, and that's the other thing I don't. The question is what? Tele- then... Okay, that is a television. Sure. Who was the first person that... Uh, and then when did the the, the language it's develop? A, yeah, it's like, always an idea off of another idea off of another idea. And it always... I mean, you think about it over thousands and thousands of thousands of years. And I'm not even going to do the math to figure out the number of hours. But through necessity is the mother of invention, or I don't know. I, I, I can't think of the saying right now. But people freaking had to try to like communicate what they wanted... I mean, think about how you try to communicate to your dog and it's whining to you and you're like, you know, what do you want? You want to go outside? Are you hungry? You're not, you're not giving me any indication. You get indi- kicked in the ribs. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I turned down a million dollars for you on the rail but there, trail. But there's two like... There's Leave two, me the fuck alone. There's, there's two humanoids here that are trying to communicate something and they got to come up with a way to, to tell the other person... Right, you know, I, I understand. You're standing on my foot. I understand how it came about. It's just like when, and like, because you didn't go. 
from <clears throat> and then drawing a spear on a right. on a rock right to the Webster's dictionary no but overnight. because because there was at some point you know they were communicating with each other and they didn't have something to either draw on or draw with so i mean there was or or you're meeting other you you meet up with other tribes and there's got to be a way and that's why the going, of and the that's woods. why going back to a much earlier pod by the way did you see how i tied in a, a podcast with you i didn't you kicked your dog cuz you wouldn't take a million dollars for that okay, dog. Yeah. i that, I, tied I, in, I tied in no i didn't but now oh, now that God. you mentioned it i do yeah it would have been many more obviously it hit you in the face and then now i'm tying in 80 episodes ago where i said would you rather be able to go into the future or back in time that's why I'd want to go back in time to find out just like when, you know. Yeah. Food. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the first language were pretty primitive, I'm guessing, with like eat, food, go, stay. You know, almost yeah. like a, you know, a run, a spot. What's those yeah. kids' books? See Jane Run? Not, not whatever. See Spot Run? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, something like that. I'll take your word for it. All right. So, um, but even like Latin at some point, you know, the vast majority of people on the planet are going to go Latin. What the hell are you talking about? What's right. that? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Dominus Vobiscus, shithead. <laughs> I'm not going to know what movie. I don't, I, I don't know the name of the movie, but I, was, I think it was uh, Kevin, Kevin Dillon. Not Matt Dillon, Kevin Dillon was in that. Uh, and it was about a, they were in a, a convent basically for young men. So a boys' school, for a religious boys' school. Anyway, um, that's getting off track. Uh, but yeah, so I find that shit interesting and, in, you know, like the chicken or the egg type thing. Right. Yeah, it, it would be curious. But let's say you go back in time. Let's say you figure it out and then you can. Whoop, Come back to the yeah. future and go. Hey, I figured it out. I know what happened. I know how language started. And, and then I and then I would say, but before that, I did go back in time, and there were no dinosaurs. Because I still ain't buying that. <laughs> you, you don't believe there's dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. So all these bones they're digging up out of the ground are like, yeah, fuck, you could make. It's like, they're oh, planted. Oh, look at this. <laughs> that, that's a femur of a pterodactyl. Oh, really? Nice. How the <laughs> fuck do you know that? <laughs> Oh my God! There's just there's no way I, I that I do not believe in that stuff is not right. make believe. Yeah, huh? okay. I don't make be- believe. No, yeah, it right. is. There no, there were no fucking uh, t- T Rex. Come on, little arm like that, the big fuck. There's no way. Okay, so believe. let me ask you this yeah. question. So if they do actually come out with and they're able to get DNA from a woolly mammoth, which they say they're really close to figuring out, whatever. Let's say they do produce a woolly mammoth. Woolly, start... mammoth, woolly mammoth, in my opinion, is basically a hairy elephant. It is, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. I'm just saying in the sense that if they figured that out, you know, the whole Jurassic Park thing might actually become a deal. No. No. Okay. No, I ain't mind it. All right. N- never I will. mean, I think we'll be six feet under before that ever happens, but... Well, I mean, according it... to Liz, I'll be ashes, but... What, exactly. Well, unless, she, unless she goes first. Well, though. me too. I'm definitely of the uh, Rodney Dangerfield um, uh, paradigm of like, you know, uh, cemeteries and golf courses are a horrible waste of real estate. And I don't uh... Don't mean to offend anybody. If you have that, if you believe in that, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I have 
family. That, and that's the other thing with religion that you know, and maybe uh, Pastor Julie could help me out with is like, why is there so many ebbs and flows? To the, because before I, I, I always thought uh, Catholicism they poo pooed cremation. Now mm. it's actually standard. Okay. Not standard. It's allowed. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So there's just too many yeah ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And there so are no many questions. I, Thank I, you I for I and I know every listener is going to disagree with me. Yeah, I, I'm saying every listener. Yeah, I don't care. There were there were no such thing as fucking. I mean, the land of the lost was one of my favorite fucking cartoons, but ain't fucking was not real. <laughs> ain't fucking was not real. That didn't even make it. That was the first sentence ever uttered by mankind. Ain't fucking ain't real. That. That's how language came about. Somebody just spewed together four words that made no sense. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, okay, that's the way we'll do it. But uh, I just, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. So so actually, if you were to see the show Dinotopia, that was a show that was on right. for a while. Probably on, one, you know, maybe either PBS or Discovery. Yeah, yeah, Dinotopia, where the dinosaurs, there's a land where they the dinosaurs actually talked. Well, yeah, that 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 went over a top. Yeah, that that <laughs> so definitely, you definitely yeah, wouldn't yeah, believe that in that. Definitely okay. did not happen. All right. Um, and then you know, when did it all start? That's another debate. And again, which ta- goes us back to, I don't know, probably around episode ninety-ish, when we were talking religion. Yeah. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. You know, because the. the you know, the Big Bang Theory, yep. where everything mm-hmm. was, and some people don't believe that. Right. And some people say it's this, some people say, well, both people can't be right. So somebody's right, somebody's wrong. Obviously, there's no way you're going to be able to go back in time and prove that. What if God initiated the Big Bang? What if he did? I'm yeah. not saying he didn't. Right. But, but some people don't believe that. So right. the people that don't believe, what if they're right? They could be. That's what you. That's wishy-washy to me. I need fucking definitive answers, Dave. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I know. Well, listen. You know, I, when we, you know, when we, when we both die, I know. I, I'm. I could have the number one podcast in heaven, right? Or somebody might say, "Well, no, you're just gonna be ashes in an urn that Liz eventually throws out her car window on <laughs> I-69." <laughs> and why I-69? <laughs> So, you know, I've got uh, I've got the head coach right now in my contacts. I'm going to ask him for the definitive answers for you. Okay. And then we can get to the bottom of this, and then you can rest easy. All right. Sounds good. Does he text? Yeah. Or he or she? Yeah. Okay. It's not a she. Okay. You know. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that's, uh, all right. I think it's time to rate the Blackberry IPA. Let's I, do it. I think we've. Uh, um, that was a good random question. Yeah, got yeah. us thinking. It Hope it got everybody else thinking as well. Yeah, because it, it makes you think. That's what a random question is supposed to do. Yeah. Because now you doubt yourself. You doubt your being. You doubt your worth. You doubt your belief system. Which is which is healthy in some respects. You know, and we just hope you don't doubt them so much where you grab a bottle of your favorite liquor, a <laughs> some pills. Stop. Twirl a, okay, stop. Twirl a six chamber gum with stop. five five chambers. This pills was going so well it. until just right now. All right, blackberry IPA, flavorful, least favorite of the night, simply because if if this would have been billed a sour, I would have probably enjoyed it more and rated it higher. It says right on the can, Blackberry IPA. In the description and 
along with an aromic floral bouquet of fresh hops. I didn't get that. I got the the blueberry sour. Or blackberry. Yeah, or I'm sorry, blackberry. Um, I got the blackberry yeah. sour, yep. basically. And it, I bought it because it's an IPA, and I thought it would be interesting because, like you said, we've never really done blackberry IPA. Yep. I rated a 2.94 just because I feel I was duped. Okay, well... In the same respect, I did like it because I'm the sweet tooth of the, the, the two of us. So I rated it just a little bit higher than that at 3.25 for most of the same reasons that you just mentioned. All righty. Well, and par for the course. Not, well, I'm quite a bit away from the untap. Uh, pod high, night, pod high for the, um, the episode. For the not episode, the, not okay. The, uh, the entire pod, but for the episode of Pod High, nineteen and a half thousand check-ins Good came in. At, came in. Came in at three point six eight. No, so wow. three quarters of a point higher than me, and half a point higher than you. Hmm. But as I look down at the bottom of my glass, David, I can see I'm out of beer. And as a late great Stuart Scott would say, "You ain't got to go home." But you gotta get the heck up out of here.